0: The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins, and I apologize for the voice, not 100%. That's why we haven't had any as of late. I was like, damn, is that Barry White talking to me no. at first? I just heard the gra- I didn't really hear it yesterday. But you're right. Yeah, so it's, I'm not at 100%, so this won't be quick. This will Frat be parties. oh nah, man, just, I don't know if it was just a change of weather, but starting like Thursday. I felt it leaving and leaving, so huh. I tried to do every – I think the now I'm not a lady or else my clothes would be leaving right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's what we found out over the weekend. Ohio State, yeah, they're just that good. Um, Michigan State, yeah.
0: No, Ohio State had a big <laughs> flaw. Did you miss that pick six?
1: You what know a what? a weird
0: play, by the way.
1: I kind of just thought it was C.J. Stroud being generous, saying Merry Christmas. Well, because there was nobody <laughs> hey, there. No, no, here's what. Hey, Chuck – we're going to abuse you all day. <laughs> right. So here's your free drink. Okay? Get nice and drunk because we're going to abuse you after that. That Marvin Harrison catch. Oh, my God. There was nothing that Brantley could have done. I, I mean, this is one where if, if I'm Harlan Barnett, if I'm Mel Tucker, if I'm sitting in this room watching this with him, I just look over and say, you know what? Sometimes life just gets you. And Some, sometimes, sometimes you're the bird. Sometimes you're the windshield.
0: Plays happen. Right. Right. The better man wins. You always hear that.
1: <laughs> like if here's the thing: if you want to make it to the league, learn how to defend people like that. Right. Because that's going to be every day in the league. Because he's better than his father. And I know people are like, oh, pump the brakes. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be better than his father. He's taller. He's more range. He's more athletic. So yeah. If he faster. stays healthy. One hundred. His father, to me, was more of a possession type receiver. This guy's a big play receiver. And, oh, by the way, he's coming back next year because he can't leave. Isn't that wild? It's like Jackson Smith and the Jigba. We all thought he was better than Olave and those guys last year. Yeah. Here? Jackson Smith and the Jigba hasn't played since, since game one. half. Yep. Okay? They didn't have their, 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 their bowling ball running back last week. They oh, just brought Travion Henderson back. Ohio State is that deal. And there's – I would have voted for them as number one in the country. Alabama's struggling a little bit because they don't have Bryce Young. Georgia, I don't know if they're sleepwalking. I don't know if they're just preparing themselves. But, but Ohio State, They're a juggernaut, they, man. They,
0: and that defense got a lot better. I they, mean, got the,
1: they got the rust off in game one, and this thing has been rolling ever since. I think what they were four or five straight games now scoring 45 points. They're not messing around.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's fun. I don't know if we talked about this on last week's episode or not, or I just brought it up in general, but how they were dropped in the AP rankings after the win against Notre Dame. And right. I'm like, that's so weird. But then, like, a team like Michigan had been staying pat until this week right. where the voters looked at it and they moved Clemson up to four. Yeah,
1: and I, I, I can understand why Michigan dropped, too, because—
0: Well, yeah. it was very close last week, too, like a matter of, like, five votes.
1: Michigan is, Michigan is doing the basic requirements— to it's, – it's like when you, you do just the minimum stuff. Like Ohio State is going above and beyond. Michigan's doing just the minimum stuff. They have been at halftime in their last three games in tight games where they were either losing or the game was tied or, you know, it was like they had to make a play right before the half to get it, the lead. And it's like that was Maryland, that was Iowa, and, and, and that was um, Indiana. In, Indiana. You get to step up. You get Penn State coming off of a bye week. You got Manny Diaz in that defense. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in the week. That's a game if I'm Michigan. We talk about the referendum stuff. This is where you're going to actually see what you really are. That's not the same Penn State team. Yeah, it's coached by James Franklin. I'm not a big James Franklin fan. But Manny Diaz looks like a guy who doesn't want to be in Happy Valley. He wants a head coaching gig. And he has his defense on fire.
0: And this is a great chance to do it because another tough road test, which they've already got through with Auburn. You can say what you want about that team, but going on the road early in the season and dominating 41 to 10. They
1: they started the year off at Purdue, and that was a a blackout at Purdue at night. They've been on the road. And and maybe should have lost that game too. But you know what? The good teams, you you have to escape a few. Clifford? No, but Clifford drove down the field, didn't use a timeout. And score within 50 seconds and won that game. Which I mean, you got to look
0: at this because we've talked about it every single episode. All these games were going to be tune-ups for Michigan to see what do you have when yeah. the chips are all laid out on the table, right? Right. This is what we waited for. Penn State's now a top 10 team. I know you and uh, Mike Falony on your show Two to Six have talked a lot about how many ranked teams is Michigan actually going to face this year. Right. We can guarantee this one. This we can one? guarantee Ohio State. That's right. It. Those are your tests. Now, Illinois down the road might end up being a test. If they keep winning, they'll be a yeah, top they're t- 25 they're 24,
1: team. but right now they're a seven-point home underdog, <laughs> to, I think, to Minnesota. Yeah,
0: who's so, coming off a bad loss themselves. And it, It's it, it's just going to be interesting to see like what is going on with Michigan. Are they the same team that they were last year? Are they better than what they were last year? A lot of people think they're better this I like year the than defense. last
1: year. I like the defense because the defense is kind of – they talked about that no-name defense, and you don't really know where the pressure is going to come from. There's no guy where you stop a Jabo, you stop Aiden Hutchinson, you stop the defense. <clears throat> this defense, they they got a bunch of players on there. Now, we're going to see what happens when you go up against an offense and a defense all on the same team, because they haven't really faced that. Um, they've caught, they caught some breaks. Um, still trying to figure out the pass interference penalty against Indiana cuz I thought maybe it was excessive celebration cuz they scored the touchdown right before the half. Right. A kicker's coming out and then there's a flag. I'm like, "Well, sideline warning? Like what's the yeah, pass interference? What?"
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of
1: reminded me of the Maryland game when when they got the interception that clearly wasn't an interception and they didn't even review
0: it. Not even No, they didn't call down anything. But I mean, there was also that bad call against Michigan, the whole uh OK, he got the sack and then did the I don't even know what the celebration is where they oh. put their finger. And I go, I was out to lunch. We didn't have right. sound on or anything. I said to my wife, I said, I bet you any money Excessive that celebration. that
1: ref thought he was he doing
0: throat slash
1: and not he went like that. And all he saw was the arm. And I go, across. it's going to get called
0: every single time because they made an emphasis. The throat slash is out of football right
1: yeah i mean who's the last time well, this is the last boy scout no
0: but now they do this wow. i don't know what it is and wow. i guess i'm not hip and somebody wow. can inform me
1: i need you to tell me no is it can you smell what i'm cooking i don't know
0: i think it's even more vulgar than that
1: oh smell my fingers
0: yes but oh. i don't i don't i don't know. Going back to high school i mean
1: <laughs> i don't but everybody does it right you yeah. see that celebration you know what? everywhere let's see, that, let's in see what football that is. But, yeah, they, they got Penn State coming up. We'll break down that game a little bit later on in the week. Um, yeah, Michigan State, honestly, Evan, they did better than what I thought they were going to do. Now, yeah, they got the pick six going on. I based it off of last year, based it off the all the injuries that they have. I actually was like, you did exactly what I thought you were going to do. You fought Ohio State for probably about a quarter. Quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, not quite till halftime. Uh, probably about until Mangum got knocked out the game. And, and once again, I'm going to say this. I know a lot of Michigan State people are so frustrated, which still annoys me. I mean, the fact that I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Michigan State probably has the most fragile fan base ever. They can't handle adversity. Anything that happens is woe is me, gloom and doom. And you forget, like, last year, the team was 11-2. and And when you look back at it, they probably wasn't as good as 11-2, and but I don't think they're as bad as they are right now. You look at five people missing on the defense. And the one thing that people always say was, well, why don't you just put the true freshman in there? If you're going to lose, put the freshman in there. Did you see what happened to Jaden Mangum? Oh, yeah. That shows you what happens when you put a true freshman in the game. And their body's not ready? Body's not ready. Travion Henderson didn't play anything. He didn't do anything dirty. He simply lowered his shoulder and ran over this guy and knocked him out. Physically not ready. You got a lot of guys. I think only between Mangum, uh, Van Summeren, Bernard, and I think it's one other guy, one other freshman is actually playing. That's it. I mean, other than that, the other guys are really trying to get – Healthy. Uh, oh, Zion Young, D lineman. Yeah. They're not going to put the other guys out there. And talking to some of the coaching staff, and they're like, hey, they're just not ready. And you saw – and then it was funny because the very next day, I see what happens, and I'm like, wow, you're right. That's what happens when you put people out there that are not ready. You need Jacob Slay back. You need uh, Xavier Henderson back. Those two guys were in uniform. I think now you get to the part of the schedule where you got to try to win some games. And this game coming up against Wisconsin – this was really going to set the table of whether or not you're going to go to the bowl game or not. Because if you lose this game, chances are you're not going to a bowl game. And, you know, it's just going to be over in that final game after Penn State. Well, you got to treat the Penn State game as your bowl game. Right. Because you're not going to get another shot. You win that game, and then you have, you still got Indiana, you still got Rockers, you still have Illinois. And I'll say, and you got Michigan. And the Michigan game Michigan should be favored, but Michigan's always favored. Oh, Michigan would be favored by twenty some odd points. You can never underestimate the value of hate. I've Maybe. seen it work. Twenty sixteen, Michigan State team was god awful. That was a three and nine team. That game went down to the final seconds of the game.
0: Yeah, with uh, a quarterback and Brian Urlacher, couldn't even throw the football.
1: No, no, he, no. He was already done. He was already his arm was broken. And I I forgot who was in the game at that time. Well, wasn't he one that caught the touchdown pass? I think Rocky Lombardi no, no, had come no. in. No, no. he didn't catch the touchdown pass. No, in that game in 2016 at Spartan Stadium. Is that where they went through all Corley, three quarterbacks? Johnny Corley catches the would would have been the a touchdown pass, and then they instead of just kicking the extra point and going for an onside kick, they went for two.
0: And that's when Jabril came Peppers all the way back. Peppers took
1: it all the way okay. back. Wrong game. So yeah, so you have that. I saw Michigan. Uh, against Ohio State, when the Ohio State guy gave everybody the double bird and got kicked out the game, mm-hmm. Ohio State was favored by damn near 30 points. Michigan battled that team, and Devin Gardner misses on a two-point conversion. I say all that to say I've never underestimated the value of hate. Hatred can get take you a lot further. When you look at the other team and know that they don't respect you, because you know some Michigan players with a bye week for both teams, some former Michigan player, We'll say something stupid and piss off the Spartan team, just like last year. So I don't count that game. But you beat Wisconsin. You're now at three wins. I think you got three winnable games in there. Now, Michigan and Penn State, you take your chances. But you'll at least be six and six, and you'll be in some god awful bowl, but you'll get the bowl practices. That's what has to happen for MSU. You, you got to get some of those players back. Um, Noah Kim. Probably not the answer. I know everybody's like, but he throws touchdowns. He throws touchdowns in garbage time. And mm-hmm. this is not to take away from Noah Kim, but I remember the same people clamoring because Rocky Lombardi did this. And, oh, you should bench Brian Leverky because Rocky Lombardi is going to be so much better. And then he got the job, and we found out, no, you're not. Sometimes be careful
0: what you wish for. You know, there was also multiple Spartan fans that said that they would rather have Rocky Lombardi than a transferring Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you remember when all that was going down. Uh, yeah. They'd rather
1: have Rocky Lombardi. And this tells me, once again, Spartan fans don't really know what they want, and they don't know what they're talking about.
0: No, they do know what they want. They want to win, but they don't they know want, how to go about it with they whether want the winning shiniest, happens yeah. or it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, I remember that. They want the shiniest toy right here, right now. Mel Tucker has a plan, and, yeah, people are like, well, because, like, last night uh, Clay we- uh, Whedon did commit it. He's probably going to end up going to Auburn. Decommitments commitments are going to
0: happen. Period. I don't care if, you, okay, if you're undefeated. It's,
1: it's, it's not the schedule. Every school has decommitments. commitments But on the flip side, I got to look this up, they also have a guy that they're probably going to end up uh, flipping a four-star D-lineman from Northwestern, from Texas. So he was on an official visit to Michigan State. They're in still on a lot of people, and even a lot of guys that's already committed to other schools are still in contact with Michigan State not going to get into their names because they kind of want to keep it hush-hush. There's going to be – come signing day, the first signing day, you're going to see a lot of flips and a lot of trades and a lot of, wow, I didn't see that coming. But I don't think Mel Tucker's about to lose this class. No. I told any – every year there's decommitments, and you'd rather have them now than later. But every year kids commit, and you'll probably lose two or three. Michigan is going to probably lose two or three everybody does it's i know we're at the point like oh he, he he look at that you're losing your class no they lost a guy who was probably going to be a guard coming in they got a lot of guards it wasn't that position where you're like wow now there are a couple guys if they lose it'll be a big hit that one not a big hit
0: well and whether or not a it is or it isn't, but that's why you recruit. That's why you have the transfer portal because it's going to happen regardless, and right. there is nothing you can do about it, especially in the sexy NCAA days of today, right. which are, hey, I could go make a few more dollars if I go to this different school. I also don't think a lot of kids are watching the game on Saturday, see a loss, and see that happening to them.
1: <sighs> okay, my God. I'm you know what I mean? am glad you said that because that is just the dumbest thing ever. I mean, look at – Kids, kids don't look that way. Fans see it that way. Kids, I mean, it, I thought it was ballsy that Mel Tucker has so many kids there for recruit. Like, that's Ohio State. Like You may have wanted to say, you know what, not going to do it, but they show up and they offered some guys and they were excited because they were like, wow, this thing. They Because the kids actually have more foresight than fans. Kids well, can yeah, see the future. That kids has nothing blood. to do with them.
0: Right. And and if and if I'm a kid and I'm coming in, I'm saying, Holy crap, wait, you guys pack this stadium when you're this bad? Like, imagine what could happen if I get them to be the winning team. And I look at JJ McCarthy as a prime example, right? They recruited him, they hadn't won anything since I started working at this radio station in two thousand four. Right. It's a long time. And you know what he did? He took it upon himself to say, No, 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 things are gonna be different with me here. Right so on and so forth. He didn't shy away from it, and I commend him for that. I I don't like him as a player because of what's on his helmet, right? but I commend him for saying that. I'm not afraid of a challenge. right? And by the way, Bama only has 100 kids that they can have, same with Georgia, so
1: everybody else has to go somewhere. Right, so yeah, I mean, so yeah, Uh, Ashton, what was his name? Ashton Porter, he's from uh, Cypress, Texas. He's a four-star D lineman. He's committed to Northwestern, and he was on his official visit to Michigan State. That's one I would probably look for some movement near the end, like right before signing day. I think he – because it's like if you're going to flip, just flip right before signing day and you don't have to take all the negative tweets and right. social media stuff. But, yeah, that's one. So guys are going to come, guys are going to go. But, I mean, I look at what he's doing now. I think for, for Tucker, it's really boiling down to he said – I'm not going to throw in, you know, any of my players or coaches under the bus right now.
0: But we have closed doors and what's said behind there. No, in public. But I like the
1: fact that he said in public, which means I thought that was cold for guys. I'm not stupid. I know what's happening. I know what's going on. I'm just not going to tell you. Because it's none of our business in all reality. Come November, December, that's where he's going to probably have to make his moves. If he makes moves, he buys himself some credibility and some time. If he does not make moves, he now puts himself in that D'Antonio, I'm just going to rearrange my coaching staff. Yep. Because now that means next year is make or break it for Tucker, just like I said for D'Antonio. And he broke. He, yeah. he rearranged his staff. And he broke. He took the $4 million and left right before signing day. And I also don't think that Mel Tucker, he doesn't strike me as
0: a man that's afraid of challenge, that's afraid of – Anything that's awkward, right, he's always looking out for the best. And I guess my opinion would change if everything stayed the same, that he's watching the same thing that I'm watching and seeing something completely different. Right. Then, I mean, yeah, we might have a problem. But firing somebody right now just to fire somebody is it is. It, appe-
1: it appeases the fan base. But if you had have fired if you okay, let's say he fires Hamilton and you put Harlan Barnett in there, you still would have lost Ohio State. Well, now, I, I did see – Changes. And it really leads me, like, Evan, they, they don't have players. And, and I gave this – I think they're down to three, five-year, fifth-year seniors. Yeah. Two didn't play. And Slade and Henderson. You got Elijah Collins. That's supposedly the backbone of your team. Those are your leaders. They're not there. Okay? All right. This is where it was fail recruiting class after fail recruiting class when D'Antonio just stopped trying. This is those, – those are the classes where – you had guys from Detroit like a sauce Gardner. Didn't want him. Did not want him. Hard pass. He didn't want to do anything to do with Detroit players and, and especially players from King.
0: But did some of that have to do with all the drama that was going on? It was. As well? I said he
1: didn't want anything to do right. with King. It was still the Donnie Corley effect. And it was just like God, Sauce Gardner's good. But he didn't want to touch him. Based didn't want to on... touch on Sauce Gardner would have walked to East Lansing if he got an offer. He had to go to Cincinnati because Cincinnati – he was a late bloomer. He didn't blow up in camps. But all of a sudden in the season, this kid, the light bulb clicked. And, and that's how it happens with I'm, some I'm, dudes. I'm watching him, and I'm like, hey, guys, hey, you, you may want to give this guy a kid a call. He could be your next Quest Denar. I remember saying that. Trey Wayans, whoever you want to be. Nah, we got this. Thanks anyway. Now nah, he just go. now nah, he still lights out. Oh, Didn't allow I, a touchdown in to Cincinnati. It's crazy. And he's playing lights out for the Jets. Oh it just it, it
0: hurts because it felt like Mark was just doing what he had always done. But in reality, those teams that were very successful were loaded with right. upper class. Mark, Mark
1: went to his safety blanket of, well, I'm just gonna go get the underrated kids and I'm gonna develop them. You do that at Eastern Michigan. You don't do that at no. Michigan State. Or, or
0: you do that when you start. At Michigan State, right? right. And, and then you're like, oh, I
1: can get, which get they better. did in the 16 class. They had all these kids. And it blew up in his face, and, and so, he decided, I'm never going to do that again.
0: Because he is what I think is the opposite of Mel Tucker. He doesn't want that controversy in his face. He right. doesn't know how to get through it without reading the old, why am I being attacked?
1: So, yeah. so you want to know, for you Spartan fans out there, you want to know why this team is so bad. Go back, look at those classes, look who's gone, look who's there. Nobody. No, and I mean. And, and, and realistically speaking, and this is these are Facts, facts are not excuses. These are facts. Uh, the 2020 class came in. Tucker had nothing to do with that class. No. Nothing. Because he got there the day before, after signing day. Yeah, it was
0: residual yeah. from Mark D'Antonio. And it's like so you can
1: not honor it. The 21 class, Mel Tucker had to recruit via Zoom. He was not allowed to go to schools and watch because half the high schools didn't play high school football that year. Right. They didn't have any camps that you can go to, so you were basically you're looking at last year's numbers and not knowing what which kids actually got better over the past year, which kids, like a sauce gardener kind sure. of thing. So he recruited an entire class that he did not know anything about. Last year, the freshman class was the first class that he actually – Got to touch and see and No. And, and he brought in a lot of stud players who are redshirting right now. This year, he's got a pretty good class. Top 25 class. I think it's going to get better as we get closer to signing day. He's he's just building his foundation. Right. Is what I'm saying. Go back and look at the players that are there. And like, oh, yeah, D'Antonio, I, it's not a cliche, he left it empty. He left it barren. He left an old, outdated can of Spam and cobwebs.
0: The only thing he left was Jaden Reed.
1: I kind of want to say. Jaden Reed had transferred in. So, yeah, Jaden
0: Reed. But that, but that's maybe Peyton Thorne, but he's kind of been underwhelming this year. But, I mean,
1: if you're getting pressure. But no, no, your offensive and defensive line? Nothing. Nothing.
0: No, I mean, uh, what's his name? Simeon Barrow, I mean, I guess.
1: Right, but your offensive line should be Fourth and fifth year players right and, now. And that's what when Michigan State was successful, that's what the line was. And you have some. Of your own dudes that have been there in the system. No, no. You have some, but they're not that good. No. They're they're, they're just you had to go bring a transfer for your left tackle, the most valuable position, because you didn't have anybody on the team that can play that spot. Which is crazy. Without getting your quarterback killed.
0: It's crazy. So
1: just something to think
0: about. Um I got your answer by the way before we end this. On okay. the whole So it's a young thug song where he talks about wipe your nose clean, F your whole team. Deshaun Watson in 2018 took upon starting to do this uh, celebration. He said, I'm a fan of young thug and his music. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Georgia outside of Atlanta. Me and Will Fuller and Bruce, where he was here, big fans of young thug. So it's all from the rapper Young Thug. And they say that wiping noses is up to interpretation what the expression really means, but it definitely doesn't have anything to do with Kleenexes. So it might have kind of what we were talking about early on, where it's open. But I wonder how many players, if we were to go out and quiz them, actually know what that is and aren't just mimicking.
1: They probably know. We just sound like old guys right
0: Young Thug. I. I mean, I know Young Thug, so I feel like I, I'm there. I just again, didn't... Yeah,
1: we sound like old guys. That's why I don't watch music shows anymore. <laughs> well, all those I don't is, exist. All I know is the Lifetime Achievement Award person. Oh, I know Janet Jackson.
0: You're talking about like a warch Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have thought no we were idea. talking about like 106 and Park. Nah, those dates are I over. I
1: have no idea who hashtag Dollar Sign. You know. Oh, Ty Dollar Sign. Yeah.
0: Come on, man. I don't. want we'll to saw, hang out saw one I saw weekend. I was in
1: a commercial. All right. <laughs> You got a question? No. We talked about probably a bit much anyway. All right. All right. For Evan Jenkins, Rico Beard, thanks for listening and watching the Five Star Zone. We'll be back later on this week.